Amanda Shepard has been recovered. The Lazarus Project will proceed as planned. Hello everyone, welcome to the Lazarus Project podcast. This is episode 16. We're a Mass Effect podcast discussing its characters, lore, theory and opinion. The podcast is usually recorded live in the Ploppy54 gaming Discord server. Come join us there to listen to the raw unedited version. All the details you need can be found in the show notes. My name is Craig and joining me today is my co-host as always, Tim. And a very special guest, and I'll leave it to Tim to introduce him. I am Sovereign, and this station is mine. Hello and welcome to this exclusive conversation with an incredibly talented actor. He's starred in some of my favourite TV shows of all time, but he's also turned his hand to some directing. With his latest project being a documentary film called Only in Theatres. Uh, which looks actually really, really good. I've just checked out the uh, uh, the uh, I've checked out the the trailer for that. So yeah, it's, uh, I'm gonna definitely have a watch of that later. But here in the Mass Effect community, you'll know him as the voice of one of the most iconic Bioware characters of all time. It is the voice of Caden Lenko, Mr. Raphael Savage. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. My first question was, how did you get into voice acting? You know, um, voice acting, when I started, was really a way in which um, we would continue as actors to try and make a living and, and keep going, right? I mean, you know, we, um, uh, as as artists and as uh, people who obviously work as um, freelancers, you never know when the next job is coming. So obviously looking for ways to be able to continue to sort of bring it in was really, is really what it was about. And, and, and I was really lucky enough to be kind of um, start doing this at a time when some of these really remarkable games just sort of started to take, to take flight. The Sith are threatening to overrun our position. We can't hold out long against their firepower. All hands to the bridge. That was Karth contacting us on our portable communicators. I need you to demo that bunker for me. Good. I'm dying to blow something up. Some of the early games that I did were really very rudimentary in a way that the tech was still kind of almost like stick figures. And, and there were things that were kind of um, uh, trying to kind of uh, find their way. But but what happened was these games, uh, you know, really just sort of came along. And, and, and I, um, you know, I, I sort of did it the old fashioned way. I, I auditioned for them. We, we know since the game kind of landed that, you know, obviously these games, you know, they're, they're, they've surpassed the rest of the entertainment industry, right? I mean, they have mm. become kind of the, you know, um, the very top of the food chain, as it were, uh, the very top of kind of the artistic output by these studios is, is um, astounding and, and their following is uh, in, in the gajillions of people who, you know, really are, are dedicated and devoted and, and really uh, that think of these not just as games, but really as life experiences. These are profound, uh, uh, passionate communities. Um, and, and there are things and places in them that get touched by these games. Again, 
specifically, I think because of, you know, the, the genius of Bioware and, and the writing, you know, the writing um, is or was, um, you know, at the time brought more women into gaming than any other game at that point, you know, which was, you know, prior to that, it was a lot of shooter games, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of really much more sort of targeted at a male audience. This this was an idea that really was about, you know, creating characters that had, um, you know, I remember when we were when we were um, working on it, trying to find kind of what the style was, um, you know, working with the director who was sort of really helping us find a way in which we could create kind of a military um, etiquette and or a way in which we spoke that felt right for this uh, for this piece, but really that what what she kept saying um was you know we want it more like an episode of 24 or a, or a film um mm-hmm. this is not a a character and and this is not something just to be screamed um this is really has more subtlety and more more in a way more elegance to it um and and that was very appealing and at the time of course was kind of sort of i think um uh, shocking and remarkable, you know, it, it, it was sort of uh, unusual. It really stood out against kind of the field from which it started. I, I began in the theater. I've, I've done lots and lots of, you know, training in the theater. And, and, and I think video games really do play to actors who really have um, uh, that background. That's my opinion. I'm certain there's lots and lots of wonderful actors who haven't had it and have done just fine. Thank you. But, but you know, in terms of kind of where, you know, my my grounding and a whole bunch of the other actors that I know that were part of this have a, a sense of being able to sort of build a character out of uh, out of very little. Um, you know, when you do a video game, you're you're really creating it um, completely out of your imagination. You know, you, you there you are essentially as you both are sitting in front of a microphone, except you're in a in a lonely room with a with a with a guy or a woman behind a you know lots of big thick glass and padded rooms and and you have the lines and, and you are really in, in many cases um, not even reacting to anyone. There's no, you know, they don't have, I mean, as we, as we evolved uh, what happened was that Bioware was able to kind of figure out kind of a proprietary uh, program that was really about, they were able to, if the other actor had recorded the lines in the scene, they could actually feed them to you in real time and you could actually then respond. Shepard, I need a straight answer. Caden, don't Caden me. This is business. Do you know anything about why Cerberus is here? More often than not, and for years, um, th- that was not the case. Um, you know, you really were kind of really dealing with, you know, your, um, you know, connecting connecting into what was happening and or trying to understand the story. Sometimes, you know, at the very beginning, the, the, there would be a uh, an enormous amount of time dedicated to explaining every iteration of what, What's going on? And and it, as you know, there's these are vast universes, right? And and these characters have huge. So being able to kind of <laughs> explain, you know, sequences sometimes beca- could become laborsome. But but as we got more and more kind of into it, there, there was an understanding of kind of who the Sith were and and what various characters were and what they meant to us. And and of course, in my case, the relationship with the commander. Um, uh, Commander Shepard was so important, and, and and that evolved and evolved some more, and, and then and then um, you know and then grew. There's enormous artistry in every aspect of this, but but to me, the writing was really kind of the cornerstone of what made this game so so special. I was going to actually ask you about that. I mean, being in a 
um, in a booth, it must be quite lonely just there without all the other actors, comparing that to when you're actually in film or on the theatre where you, you're reacting and you're bouncing off other people. Does it make voice acting that much harder because you don't have that interaction? You know, it's not lonely per se. You know, when you record, more often than not, it's a four-hour block of time, right? And it's just you, you know, talking and engaging for four straight hours. And by the end of it, you're just exhausted. You just can't. You're sick of your own voice. <laughs> you know, and, and you're tired, deep tired, because, it, you know, you're doing it over and over again, and you're trying to also kind of just sort of find it and and kind of get to the center of it. I, I love it, though, by virtue of the fact of the precision that you can do, and, and you're not encumbered by sets and cameras and props and things that are kind of earthbound. Acting is, you know, in many ways, you know, a, an imaginative art, right? I mean, you really are sort of bringing, you're using the, the depth and the breadth and the fullness of your imagination and bringing that to 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 the storytelling, right? And, and when it's just you and a microphone, like a camera basically has the uncanny ability to kind of see or hear the truth, right? Um, you know, when, when, you're, when you're connected and you're, and you're really telling that story and it, and it means something. And again, um, it's, it's you and, and who you're talking to. It, 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 there's something actually quite majestic about just being doing it with a microphone. You know, it's just it's just different, I guess. You know, in a way. I mean, I I I um I obviously love working with other actors. I like being on stage or on film, and 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 um you know that that you know the, the camaraderie of that. This is this is you know you and the engineer. You know, eating lunch and hanging out and you know talking and and that's kind of it. There is something wonderful about the camaraderie, right? Of a of a of a cast or or a or at least anyway, someone to kind of play a scene with. But there is absolutely um, something exciting uh, in in the way in which you know this kind of this kind of work actually challenges you know an actor and and gives us an opportunity to kind of kind of get to something else. I suppose there's there's something quite like profound as well when like both voice actors, both you and whoever you're hearing the voice play back to, whoever you're you know bouncing back and forth with. Like when you're both just giving it your all, like then there must be something like that. Just there's a that I'm like you're saying about like the imagination and stuff that's involved with that. Like it's something subtle, like just hearing a voice, but it's like it's like reading a book, isn't it? It's there's. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, like when you're like maybe you're. Here's a simple example. So maybe you're in your car and you put on your favorite piece of music, and it just kind of like it just somehow it just fills everything up and then suddenly you're driving and you feel like, you know, the wind is blowing and you're seeing all these images and you suddenly you feel like you're in a movie and there's this kind of an amazing sense of kind of connectedness to the moment. Hmm. What happens is that we lay down the voices and then all these other tracks get laid down on top of that. That is the, you know, the, the effects and then the design that is the, the landscape of where we're in, um, you know, of uh, the foreground, the background, you know, audio landscapes, it, it they're very exciting uh, in terms of what they can do and the spatial relationships that that can be created in in a in an audio mix. And then you have you know obviously the the sounds of the weapons and the running, which is you know you know called foley uh, in films. I'm not sure what it's called in video games, but basically you know the the tactile elements of when someone touches a piece of cloth or you know all of that stuff which creates intimacy in, in the in the sound 
uh, again, the oral landscape, right? And then, and then you add on top of that the music, and then uh, maybe explosions the town over, and you know, and I don't know, you know, like all of this then is what is what you know. It's like layered, and, and it creates this world. That's what's very exciting about kind of this, you know, all of these folks working together in tandem. That's the the visual artists, and then you know the music, and then and then again the the sound design, it creates this amazing uh, emotional impact. Um, as you're doing it, it's pretty, you know, it's like, I, I don't know, it, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's bare in its kind of um, simplicity, but it, but as it's built, it, it becomes something really special. I guess we better get back to it. At least we threw one hell of a party. Probably the last one. <laughs> Shepard, you, uh, you will find a way to win. I know it. And when you do, I'll be waiting. Yeah. How did you approach um, voicing Caden Olenko? Did uh, Was there any aspects of his character that you found most compelling, or was it just something that you know you just kind of read the lines or did you actually get into the the character no uh for sure uh the character i mean uh, you know was a few years ago to kind of tell you um uh you know the, the there is a kind of a i mean the interesting thing is that we're cast because there's a vocal quality that feels right right there's there's something about what's in our voice that matches the story that the that the creators wanted to um, tell. So already, um, in a certain sense, there's a there's some sort of a, a person that shows up, right, um, uh, with who you are, uh, which you you know we can't run from, which is who you are. That that somehow seems to sync up with the story that they want to tell with this character. So that that's a that's kind of a given. That there's not a lot of research one can do with something like this um one you know i was able to kind of look at a lot of the uh, a lot of the drawings and early drawings and early designs of what you know what he um what he looked like what his armor was like you know uh jenny mcswain was the director by the way uh of one and two that we worked that we worked with and and jenny would talk a lot about being able to kind of create um a, a sense of kind of um i think a, a distance so that i think she I remember she put kind of a, a piece of uh, paper or something or, or tape across the room, which was kind of a, a distance to speak to so that we're speaking. Yes, Commander. I, you know, that there was a there was a clarity to that. It wasn't a mumble that it that it again, it had a kind of a this sense of military presentation that really was um, uh, given by distance. And the distance was really provided um by the technicality of, of, of how, how, how much space was between us. Um, but, uh, you know, the things that I connected to with Caden were his, uh, his sense of loyalty, his, uh, sense of, um, uh, strength, but caring. Um, there's a sort of a, almost like a deep sense of kind of I want to say morality in a way, um, although obviously he'd kill someone if he needed to, right? But it means something to me. But there was something deep within Caden that felt like he was um, uh, one of the good guys.
you know, definitely someone you'd want to have, you know, as your mate um, and or someone you'd want to kind of go to battle with. Uh, he, he was reliable. Uh, you know, he he did what he said he was going to do. He, you know, showed up when he said he was going to do. Uh, he didn't have a lot of sort of squirrely uh, ulterior motives. You know, he was um, he's just, um, you, you know, a, a solid wingman and and, uh, you know, in some ways deeply feeling but in, in other ways, kind of uncomplicated in that regard, because he, you know, um, he, you know, his his work and what he did and what what he stood for was important to him. There were rumors that you weren't dead, that you were working for the enemy. Cerberus and I want the same thing, to save our colonies. That doesn't mean I answer to them. Do you really believe that? Or is that just what Cerberus wants you to think? I wanted to believe the rumors that you were alive. But I never expected anything like this. You turned and that your was back his own sort of moral compass. You know, that was his North Star. And, and so that was, um, you, you know, th those are all descriptors. You can't really play that. But but that was kind of those were the things like his sense of his sense of values are sort of what I connected to. Um, and and that, uh, you know, hopefully came through. You know, um, also, obviously, the relationship with he and, and, and Commander Shepard was was very important, whether that's male, male or male, female. Th there was a, a great deal of sort of emotion. And, and what they did was they were able to kind of use this kind of a military class system um, and and the understatedness of it that that you could then through subtext know what was going on, what was actually being said and what was actually being felt sometimes often, you know, being two different things. And, and that created kind of a wonderful sense of kind of juxtaposition. Again, I think wonderful to play in the writing, you know. Um, and, and, and again, you know, what we all crave for, which is great writing. I, I, you know, I've done video games where I've screamed and screamed and screamed. <clears throat> and, you know, you blow your voice out. And, and, and it's just all about, you know, get down, get down, get down, fire, 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 you know, uh, run, you know. And, and there were days that we had some of that. They would usually sort of wait to do those sort of at the end of a session because invariably your voice would be particularly tired at the end of that. But um, but it, it clearly wasn't all that. I, I don't know. Just his 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 own interior sense of moral compass is kind of what resonated with kind of with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine there'd be quite a difference as well. Like if I mean just just from what you've said like d the difference i'd imagine between like if you, from like you played scorch didn't you you did the voice of scorch in republic commando i can just imagine there's quite a difference between doing some voice acting for scorch and like firefights and missions and whatever and then you switch and then you compare it to someone like hayden and you've got like an intimate scene with commander shepherd or something and you've got to speak as if you're intimate and you're close with this person you think what kind of game is this i imagine there's quite well from what you said, yeah. there's really quite a difference there. Yeah, and I've played some squirrely characters as well, and some, you know, some terrible, you know. I mean, it's look again. This is this is the joy of what we get to do, you know, is, is that we get to kind of have a range of things that we can kind of explore. You know, these are all the mm -hmm. kind of the the different crayons in your crayon box, you know, the different, <laughs> different colors. <clears throat> but um, uh, this, you know, kind of romantically, the most intimate moments. Those scenes are are, are just were just wonderful to play. Um, and and again, you know, that was because of the writing um, that made it, you know, so so lovely, you know. And then and then, you know, what I <laughs> so um, uh, in in Mass Effect Two, obviously the character wasn't around a lot, and um, so that, that's when uh, a fan wrote in and basically said, you know, what about you know the letter 
Um, and, and, and so I read the letter <clears throat> um, and, uh, and posted it uh, uh, sort of on my, literally did it on my iPhone and, and, and posted it. Um, and it, uh, it, it hit a nerve, <laughs> which was really uh, lovely. And it, 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 it seemed to kind of, it's playing. I went back and listened to it recently and it, it actually held up, but it, it's, um, <clears throat> there's something about the, the heartbreak and the emotion of it. It, it, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, the, the, the writing, uh, is always without the writing, you know, uh, <laughs> it's very hard to get there, but they gave us a, you know, a great, a great launching pad. Hmm. Hi, my name is Raphael Spar, the voice of Caden Alenko and Mass Effect. I'm Mac Walters, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the, the Lazarus, Lazarus Project. Project podcast. Seth Green uh, once said that he was allowed to uh, ablib some of his uh, dialogue. Um, I was just wondering if you ever had the, the same, if you were allowed to do the same. You know, Seth Green, because he's got such a great comic and improv background, it would make sense that he would do that. Um, and I, and I, you know, and they might have even encouraged that with some of the, you know, some of what he, he did. I, you know, occasionally we would come up with some ideas um, uh, and I would say, you know, what about this? And particularly as, as we all kind of, you know, as we began to really, as we, as I really knew my character, right. As, as, as Caden, like I, it's like you put a suit on and it becomes you right in a way. So I, 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 I wasn't reaching for him. Once I knew who he was, I would throw out some alts. But you know, look, it takes what two or three years to make these games, right? So, and that's hundreds and hundreds of people working to kind of create, you know, uh, the 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 landscapes and and the and the and the and the um, thing that then the actor comes in and kind of gives it life. <clears throat> um, within that, it becomes harder and harder to be able to kind of just sort of throw out a lot of stuff because. You know, or so much work has sort of gone into kind of, you know, getting you to the moment where you can actually do what you're going to do. Would Would you say that you're a you're a gamer yourself, or or is it kind of more of just your playground for creativity? You know, I've I've played the game a bit and I love it. Um, but I'm not a I'm not a game. I wouldn't identify myself as a gamer. Mark Muir is a tremendous gamer. Um, and whenever I get onto a panel with him and, and there are gamer specific game, game related questions, I'm always relieved that he's there because he's so knowledgeable. <laughs> he's really, he's really kind of like, he's like the, um, uh, he's our, he's, a, he's got the Kung Fu and he's able to talk about it in such a clear way. I, you know, I, I, I love the game and I've played some games, but I'm not, a, I'm not a gamer. And, and, um, uh, but I, I love being a part of the community. It's just, uh, it's such a privilege. Do you, do you, who who survives the Vermeer uh, mission? Oh, Vermeer. Um, well, uh, Mark basically uh, came out and admitted that um, that that he you know he, he didn't pick he didn't pick Caden, um, which which, which, we, which we laugh about. Oh. Said, as much as I like Ross, I have to admit that I, you know, he went the other way. Uh, but you know, she's cute, and I and I get it. You know, like I get it. <laughs> um, I you know, and it's so funny because there are people that I've met so many people come up and literally you know when I'm at a con or something they come up and they literally sort of say it's so nice to meet you and they literally like they 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 apologize you know like I'm so sorry I killed you in Vermont and, and I like it's it's really okay <laughs> I, I I don't take it personally and I you know it's it's one of those things where you know enjoy your play. You know the wonder, the magic of this game is you can do it. You know, so many you can come at it from so many different points of view. So, um, you know, it's it's really it's it's something. You know, it's a personal journey, and I'm happy happy that that uh, makes you happy. 
you know, I almost, I almost snuck into trying to, trying to get you to do a soundbite saying um, that I'm, I'm Marat Fialspar, Jukadenlenko, the true Verma survivor. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think what what you bring to the table in, in Mass Effect, just, I mean, you you and Kimberly brings like such a great sense of replayability to to the franchise and to the community and just 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 to the experience. I'm so glad, just... so glad. Thank you. Yeah, I I admire Kimberly so much. She's also one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Um, so she's if you have the if you have the privilege or the opportunity to talk to her, she's just delightful and 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 sweet and fabulously talented. Um, and and um. And and yeah, so once I did the letter, then I, I I contacted her, and then I said, "Hey, why don't you do the letter too?" So we both did the letter. So, um, and then you know, again, let's put it out. But I I am um, I you know I, I said this, and I'll say it again and again is you know to to be it is such an honor to be a part of this game, and and it's such a a, a distinct privilege to be in the community. There's so much uh, love for for each other. That is, as relates to kind of like looking after one another in the Mass Effect community and and enthusiasm and 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 bonding. And I and I've been sort of invited into that in a way, um, not directly as a gamer, obviously, but but as someone who is you know a part of the making of the game, and a small part of a very big very big landscape. And and I, you know. It is such. I mean, I'm just so honored, uh, honestly, every day. There's, you know, I don't, I don't take it lightly. I guess I want to say, and and I'm, and I'm, um, you know, whether you kill me or not, I'm still really. You know, <laughs> the happy part is that I get to be a part of this. So that that's what makes me really, you know, delighted. Yeah, we're, 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 I'm sure we're all delighted that you were a part of it. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Did you did you find that there were specific challenges to to working with audio feedback, like as opposed to to working with an, with another actor face to face um you know it's just something that you just have to you know again it's kind of like um I, I mean, I guess it's sort of, you know, I don't know, something's popped into my head. I mean, if you're used to being on a motorboat and then you have to sort of get in a kayak, it's just a different way of getting across the water. You know, it's a, it, it has it, it has its own kind of magic and majesty in a way. The thing about it is that it comes together after mm -hmm. the fact. So, um, you know, when you do a scene on stage or on film, you know, you feel it as you're doing it and it's captured from multiple different angles and different takes. And then it's assembled by the editor in that regard. But in, in my case, um, sorry, in, in the case of working with uh, on in a video game, um, we are providing kind of the elements for the meal that gets kind of created, as it were. So so it's it's in some ways um, you, you don't get this sort of satisfaction of it kind of of you know, doing it together. But, but again, as I said earlier, it, it has its own wonderful sort of unique opportunities for certain levels of subtlety that you don't get when, you know, when you're dealing with lots of, you know, all the physical aspects of being either in front of an audience or, you know, um, uh, having to deal with kind of the clumsiness of doors and props and guns and actual, you know, stuff. Uh, you can really just kind of put all your energy into kind of in a way what you're saying and or, you know, what you're talking about or what's happening to you. There's an immediacy in it that's sort of exciting. You're going to be okay. Thanks. You almost died on my watch. It was horrible to see. I want you to be straight with me then. So I just want to make sure after Mars, after Horizon, you and me, we're good. We've been through hell together, had each other's backs. That kind of bond is hard to break. 
No, not just that. You were my commander, sure, but you listen, too. We went through Ash's death together. Yeah. We did. So what do you say? <sighs> Are we good? We're I've good. A, a, there's a couple of... It was great to have um, you. I don't know how late you are for time. Um, I've got a, a couple of questions from fans. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, we've got one here that says, uh, were there any storylines that you wanted to do as Caden uh, that you wished you could have done? You know, um, I don't know if there are any storylines. I mean, I don't know. I mean, sure. <laughs> but I can't think of any at the moment. Um, I mean, you know, let me say this. One of the things that I, I was so proud to be a part of was the fact is that Bioware was one of the first companies that actually int introduced the um, opportunities to be able to have a relationship with a with a male male or female female relationships as you were able to you know and that that people who were playing the game could gender role play so i uh i you know i've had such i've had some really profound conversations with people who said that they sort of defined their sense of who they are and their sexuality by virtue of them being able to really explore the gender the gender roles in this game. I met someone who wrote his doctorate basically um, on on the gender role play of Mass Effect and how important it was. Um, and um, the, this, um, uh, they were trans and and they had found um, their um, really in a world that at the time didn't really that wasn't as kind of easily as fluid as it is now, although it's, you know, there's still room for improvement, but there's, it's more fluid than it was and more, certainly more levels of, of acceptance and engagement at the time when the game came out. Um, it was profound in terms of its, its helping shift kind of a, a language and an understanding and a, and an acceptance of uh, us as, as um, uh, perhaps as, as under, less defined by gender in that regard, you know, he, she, and, you know, allowing us to kind of explore that, you know, th this was, I don't know if it was the first that, you know, I'm sure there are people that have been able to sort of do studies about this and, or can actually sort of cite this, but I, I believe that Mass Effect and or Bioware were, were, were the first or one of the first to kind of really, in, you know, engage it particularly in a, in a big way. And I, um, I, I'm again very proud to be a part of having been a proud of that a part of that because I, I you know that was an important sort of um, thing that uh, I think you know the way in which movies and or the way artists can really shift the conversation the way a musician can write a song or a painter can sort of you know create something or you know an image that that locates an idea or or really perhaps you know gets us to think differently that you know by virtue of how that artistic experience then impacts us and opens something us uh, some something in us that these are th this is the this is what you know artists provide for me you know you, you hear that song and it somehow just captures something and you find yourself wiping away tears and 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 it and it just it, it suddenly you just you feel heard or understand or your emotional self gets touched in the deepest part of you you know those things become um uh such such gifts and 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 uh so i you know 
it's interesting to me because I, I, you know, again, having been to many cons and met many fans, I've seen so many tattoos, you know, N7 tattoos or, or actual, you know, incredible portraits of Caden or Shepard or any number, you know, and, and it, and it it has this, um, you know, you go like, wow, tattoos are forever. You know, I'm thinking, and, and they're like, yeah, this is, and, and that's where, that's where you go like, well, this is more than a game. This is not a game. This is, this is, um, this is a life defining experience. Um, and, and again and again and again, how extraordinary. The, the other thing uh, th- that was interesting, I'm sorry, I'm just sort of riffing on your question. I, I, I'm just sort of, sort of going a little bit everywhere, but, but I, I, um, uh, someone had said, and I, this was, you know, above my pay grade, it was a journalist, I believe who I read this, but he had said that, that Mass Effect was, um, uh, to games, what what Star Wars was to movies, um, that there was all the games up until Mass Effect, and it was sort of a definer in a way um, of the landscape, uh, and and then there are all the games after Mass Effect that that then essentially um, have been influenced by by the kind of the 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 nuclear the nuclear blast of what what is or was Mass Effect, and and I, mm-hmm. and and how exciting is that as well. I mean, elements of the storytelling as well must have, because I mean, like like Star Wars was inspired by a lot of classic sort of story stories being told and kind of became an amalgamation of of different stories to create something so groundbreaking. Right. I mean, I mean, sh- surely, like in terms of Mass Effect as well, like even Knights of the Old Republic, the other uh, Star Wars project that you worked on, which obviously Bioware also worked on, like imagine part of the storytelling there would have like fed into what made Mass Effect great as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, there are people, there are people far smarter than me that would be able to kind of really reference that as it relates to the, kind of, you know, the, the history and the genesis of, of, of this. But I, but I'm, I'm, um, um, I, I, I am aware of the fact is that, that the, the kind of the, the impact of the characters and the impact of these stories um, has, you know, touch so many people. I, you know, and then, and then, the, and then there are things anecdotally, like I, I remember getting um, kind of a, someone wrote me uh, and, and said, you know, told a story about how their, their, they had gone through a very terrible experience of their, of their son dying. And, and, and uh, uh, she wrote me and said that, you know, Mass Effect was the way in which she was able to actually um, really step into a world away from her grief. It was an it was another existence that she was able to step into, and in so doing, was was able to. Um, uh, it helped her walk through essentially, um, you know, uh, this terrible, terrible experience. Um, and then, you know, alternately, there are all these, you know, uh, very uh, steamy, uh, you know, Kate Nalenko YouTube videos uh, that I watch and, and blush. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, some very, uh, very you know, uh, kind of uh, rock and roll things kind of, you know, uh, happen. And, and I, you know, people saying that they, you know, would run to the gas station and 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 listen you know to this or that in their car you know it was like they're having an affair with Caden and and and, and, and you know I, that's it's great I mean that's great I'm so happy you know uh, that it that it 
kind of tickled them in that way. And again, that's that, that's uh, that's such a cool thing to be part of. Peace is a lie. That is what the Sith believe. They promise power. Um, <clears throat> now they wield it. I was going to. There was uh, something you just said there. Do you think? Um, do you think we'll? Oh, it was uh, in regards to the, the Star Wars. Um, obviously, uh, I don't think that the remake's going ahead anymore. Was the was you going to be reprising your role? Were you allowed to say that? Or you know, um, I was not under an NDA, but now that it's been, it's been. I, I was, um, I was going to do it, and, and I, um, I, I can't tell you how sad I am that. No, um, um, I like I, I got the call. I was like, oh. What a bummer. Um, so many people were so excited about that. And I and I was so excited to be able to say something about it. But but it, you know, I don't know what happened. It, they were under development for 12 years or something crazy. Um, so clearly a lot of really, really uh, astoundingly uh, uh, smart and well-financed people had a chance to try and make this work. I, I don't know what happened. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, uh Maybe, uh, maybe there'll be an opportunity for another uh, another company to pick it up. I should um, imagine so. It's this. It's a big, big franchise, and it's a big story as well. So very popular. Yeah, and again, there's so many fans of that. I mean, so many fans of 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 Karth and and um, and and I, and I also love doing that game. So I mean, I gosh, uh, it would be really uh, wonderful if that came back. Um, but I, I, it was a sad day for all of us when that when that came down. Are you a Star Wars fan yourself? Was it kind of a? Yeah, I loved Star Wars. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, so I bet that was a bet that was an experience. Like, ah, so thrilling. So yeah. thrilling. I was a Star Trek fan, and then when I got to be on on Voyager, and and you know, be able to go walk, you know, I mean, I was a fan of the original Star Trek, you know, with 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 you know, William Shatner and not mm. anymore. But I, but I, you know, being able to, um, you know, um, uh, touch into these things that kind of reminded me of, you know, I don't know, uh, some part of, you know, the best part of my childhood in a way, you know, there's the really fun things. It was really exciting to be a part of. Uh, time has run away with us, hasn't it? Do you have a final question there, Craig? Well, uh... Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, just... <laughs> All right. Um, okay. If... This this is kind of a weird question, but feel free to to take to take in any direction you wish. If anyone has, if someone had never saved Caden in a playthrough, what would you say to them to give him a chance? <laughs> um, uh, um, what would I say to them? I you know, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly, um, you know, uh, I I am an advocate of you know enjoy your playthrough as it were what makes you happy you know let me say let me sidestep and say one of the interesting things about that again in terms of the storytelling in terms of what bioware did and, and i think this is powerful um and, and again i think which is what bonds people to this game is that when you realize that you make that choice and the kind of the profoundness of the of the of the of the implications of what we've you've chosen in that moment there's kind of an immediacy of it that kind of gives it like a whew, okay like i'm i guess i'm going in that direction and and that is um i think that's what gives it you know again we we feel the power of our choices we feel kind of the 
um, the weight of them, as it were. And, and that's then what also then ties back to this kind of sense of kind of like how we're like hooked in, man, like dialed in and this sort of sense of like, oh, wow, this is life and death. This is mm-hmm. these things matter. And, and depending on how I go, it's going to give it this sort of it gives everything, I think, a, a, a freights, as it were, uh, everything with a sense of kind of um, I really have to think about what I'm doing here because it's going to like, you know my entire life in this game is going to be affected by this choice. Um, you know, to, 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 to take the bait, basically then I would say to anyone who hasn't explored, you know, the other choice is to say, you know, um, you know, consider the road less traveled, um, uh, you know, t- take a swing and see where it takes you. Um, you know, I, 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 I do, I do, um, you know, I love Kimberly and I have nothing to say but good things about Kimberly. So, <laughs> and I know she feels the same, but I, but I, you know, um, this is the, this is the amazing thing about this game is it's a thousand and one different ways in which you can approach it. So, um, uh, Caden's waiting there for you. Uh, <laughs> should you decide to accept this mission? Yeah. Fabulous. Um, are you currently working on, uh, any projects that you're allowed to talk about? I know you've got, um, only in theaters, uh, that's that's out now. It's really hard to try and find in the UK at the minute. Yeah, uh, good news is that I that. just uh, we've just gotten foreign distribution, so um, I'm going to have a lot more to say about that. I, uh, you know, in terms of kind of, um, um, uh, it, it will uh, literally like it. We we just just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that that will begin to have foreign distribution. Um, that is, you know, non-American distribution, as it were, um, and. Um, uh, I'm I'm excited about that. Basically, if anyone is interested, I mean, it's a it's a it's a documentary about a family business, um, a third generation family business with these amazing ties to the origins of Hollywood, um, and and this family business runs a, a, a movie theater um, and a and a neighborhood movie theater that's had sort of this outsized influence. Uh, it's a, a kind of a timely sort of telling of you know kind of where where we are and 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 where we're going with movie theaters for those of us who love going to the movie theaters which i do um and and kind of the ability to kind of step out of our world and and have a place where we're uninterrupted and can fall into a screen that's larger than us and and kind of take us away um that that's it really is a movie about the joy of going to the movies you know only in theaters.com is kind of the website which will have updates um we have uh, um uh, i'm very excited to be able to come you know uh uh, across the pond and and, and elsewhere um, to find you, uh, you know, in the coming months. I, I look forward to that. There, there's, uh, you know, we are on strike, uh, actors and writers on strike. It is a devastating time for many of us um, because it's so it's so endless. Um, uh, the, a small thing I just want to say about that is that you know, for anyone who who thinks about it, you know. Um, uh, the Meryl Streeps and the, uh, I don't know, um, uh, the Julia Roberts of the worlds are paid very, very well. And they are paid well because they command those audiences. For many of us who are middle class actors, um, who are not those kinds of stars, but who have the privilege and the opportunity to work in games like Mass Effect or, you know, other things. Um, uh, these, the strike is really about that. And, and, and many of, many people are hurting. Um, and yet there's a, still a determination to kind of try and see it through because it feels like the right thing to do. Um, uh, the writers and the actors are hoping that this gets resolved soon because people are, uh, some people are in a very bad way, but, but I'm, um, what I, what I, what I 
I, I'm limited in terms of what I want to say, but um, uh, you can look me up and, and there's some things coming that I'm excited about, uh, but unfortunately I'm not able to kind of <laughs> say it. Understandable. <laughs> it in my hands. So yeah, um, that said, um, uh, you know, I hope, I hope we all, we all get back soon. I just, well, I just the... hope, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I just, I just hope that the, like you say, the, the rise and the actors strikes are resolved and, and people get what they deserve. Really. They, they get, you know, what, yeah, we support you. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You so much. They get you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that brings us to the end. Thank you ever so much for, for joining us. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Time's gone super quick. <laughs> loads more we could ask you, but uh, I don't want to keep you any longer. But no, that's great. I mean, if anyone wants, I mean, I'm on I'm on Twitter X um, for at least a little bit longer. Who knows how? Who knows when that implodes? But at least for the time being, I'm there. I'm on Instagram and, and, and Facebook and, and elsewhere if people want to find me and, and cameo. But but basically, um, you know, again, just to the Mass Effect uh, Mass Effect fans, just you know, um, you know. Thank you for always this incredible welcome uh, that you extend to me, and and for the love that um, that we all get to share because of the love of this game and the love of these characters, and it's it's really it's a, such a joy and a, and a and a constant privilege to be a part of to part of this community. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks right. so much. Thank, thank you. you for joining us. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. If you aren't already, please feel free to follow Raphael Sabaj on Twitter with the handle at Raphael Sabaj. Feel free to follow Tim with the handle at Ploppy54 and me, Craig, with the tag at Craig and his Mac. Thank you very much for listening. And if you have any comments, questions, ideas about future episodes, please do email us at thelpcast at outlook.com. That's thelpcast.com outlook.com. Thank you very much for listening.